1: So I'm just wondering, who sends Carlin holiday cards? Are they, like, on a yacht with descriptions of all the wonderful things they're doing on the back? Because, like, my holiday card is just, like, my kids smiling, like, here's an update, here's what they look like, haven't talked to you in a year. You know what I mean?
2: Step up the game, though, Shay. Like, you and Jordan (laughs) now, just be, like, rent out, like, a Maserati, have a Ferrari, just, like, pop the doors Just, like, just Photoshop you and, like, Elon Musk or just, you know, like, like all these, like, famous, like, Jay-Z in the background and just be like, hey, like, just, you know, was it okay? We went, like, you should just totally make up a Christmas card about a bunch of fake stuff that never happened. Perfect. Like, and,
1: then and then I'm going to only send it to Carlin. Okay? And only send Deal. it to Carlin. Perfect. That's it. That's- this is a great plan. Uh, Peter Burns, Shea Cornett here with you. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. SiriusXM XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. I'm at Shea Pepler on Twitter. He's at Peter Burns ESPN. The phone number is 888-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. You know, the NFC East is so fun to talk about now. It was yeah. a horrible discussion for a lot of years. But now it's fun to talk about. The Eagles are intriguing. The Commanders are on to something. The Giants have a big game this weekend. What's going to happen with their quarterback? Quarterback. And then, of course, there's always the Dallas Cowboys. That always is a hot topic of discussion. It doesn't matter what's going on. Well, Micah Parsons has entered the chat in a lot of different ways um, over a lot of different topics. Let's just put it that way. And, and the latest thing that he talks about is the Philadelphia Eagles. I love this because I think it just adds fuel to the fire in terms of this rivalry, Mm. but he appeared on the Von cast with Von Miller recently, and Parsons was asked, when you look at the Eagles, do you think it's Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, or is it the team? Well, here's Micah Parsons in his response on the Von cast. Take a listen.
2: Is it Hurts or the team? (sighs)
0: I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> think it's, it's system and team. I think it's a little bit of both, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to make no enemies. <laughs> I, I just like, I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like, I can't, I, I like, I like when things are off. I, I just can't like hold it in. Like, I almost gotta say something.
1: So I guess I'm a little confused here, Peter. Maybe you can break this down into simpler terms. What's offensive by what he's saying? Like, he was just asking a question to Von Miller, like... And he responds with it's a little bit of both. What's the problem with the question?
2: Shea, I'm with you because looking in and doing show prep and getting ready for it today, because my life has been all about college football over the last, what, four or five months. You know, I start doing the research and I, like I see on like Pro Football Talk, the, the headline reads Micah Parsons Questions MVP. And I'm like, ooh, okay. There's a little beef here. Like, let me read into this. And then I read about it. And then I see the video. And I'm like, it's Micah and Vaughn talking ball and just uh, literally, legitimately wanted to know. Now, there might have been a little bit of shade. Like, hey, how much of it is Hurts versus the team? And Vaughn kind of says, hey, man, I think it's a little bit of both, right? But at no point did I see Micah Parsons going, pfft, Hurts? You kidding me? MVP? No, I didn't see that. But, I mean, Parsons has become one of these guys. Right? Like like what guys moved the needle both with their play on the field and how they handled themselves on or off the field. There's not a ton of guys that do it, right? But Parsons has become one of those guys. And so now everything that Parsons says or what Parsons tweets all of a sudden gets mixed in. But really, I think it's much ado about nothing, but I do think it's a rallying cry that the Eagles have used all season long. And I think it's something that Jalen Hurts has built his career on, going back to the days at Alabama, going back to the days when he transferred at Oklahoma, was this kind of this chip on the shoulder. And sometimes you can have these fake chip on the shoulders. So look no farther than the last dance in Jordan, right? Like how great it was when he would like legitimately make up boogeymen talking of trash about him when it didn't happen. But he made it up in his mind I think this has only kind of propelled the play of Jalen Hurts and just a camaraderie around the Eagles, right? Like I, I think I feel like the Eagles have handled this as good as any in this run uh, so far. Like they're yeah. they're repping they're repping Jalen Hurts, right?
1: Yeah, in the, in the Eagles have had no drama. I mean, there's been no reason to look anywhere besides their play on their field. To dictate None. what has happened, you know, what I'm saying. like if they have a bad game, it's not like, well, because of X, Y and Z, it's like, well, they had a bad game. You know, like there's been no excuses built in this year for this Eagle squad, which is so refreshing, I think, to watch um, in terms of Micah Parsons. I agree with you. I think as i as I joked about inserting himself into the chat, like he definitely has been more opinionated this year, which is fine. And I, I am, you know, athletes are allowed to have opinions. I'm not trying to say that. To me, like the fact that the, the the narrative is he's questioning his MVP stat. When did he say, "Hey, no. he's being considered the MVP"? Is it he? like he doesn't even say that? I, I, no. To, uh, maybe I've been watching a little too much of this like Harry and Meghan documentary because you know the media is <laughs> twisted so much. Is that, that.
2: is that your pick or is that, yeah, is right? that Jordan's pick? No, like, who, who decided in the Cornette my, family to do that?
1: Mine, but Jordan definitely jumped on board to watch it with yeah. me. Um, but anyways, so I, maybe I feel some kind of way about the media twisting things. Which I definitely feels like it's happening. Like I I felt like there was absolutely no shade. And just the way like we had Devin White on earlier here on this show, and you and I threw Hey, what did you think about the game last night and the way Brock Purdy is playing for the Niners? Like that's okay for players of other teams to have conversations about it. And just because it's a rivalry doesn't make it bad. Well, let's hear more from Micah Parsons because Obviously, then, this, as as Peter and I have talked about, has led to bigger discussions and people feeling slighted. Here he is on how this all came about now and where we're at. Listen to Micah.
0: I'm pretty sure they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to stand on everything you say just as a man. Um, but obviously, they small-clipped it and just took one line of what uh, was really talked about. But um, no pun intended or no disrespect
1: to Hurts. I think he's doing great this year. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm a defensive guy, and, you know, I said their Eagles defense is just a team to watch. Not
0: ones that I ever disrespect Hurts or any other player anyway. any way. I'm just talking football. Like, if football is a, a hurtful conversation, then what are we playing for? I think the job's more hurtful than conversation. You know, if we can't have opinions, I mean, you guys get to talk all day. Why can't we just talk a little chatter, you know?
1: Fair. Uh, every, everything said there, I would have been like not, holding my microphone, nodding, like, fair. This is all fair. This is fair. <laughs> That's what I would have thought.
0: But I'm glad what
2: you talked, because the, the issue here is not with the Eagles or Jalen Hurts. The issue is not with, <laughs> with Parsons himself. But what my issue is, is this is how we ruin, ruin athletes right now. And, and we're, we're part of it. We're the media. We'll put stuff out there. But because mm-hmm. now we're not going to get anything. I guarantee if you're Michael Parsons, you're like, what's the worth of this? Like, what, what? Like, why Why do I need to give an honest opinion, right? If we had Devin White on earlier, remember he said Tom, Tom Brady is a crybaby. Like, yeah, Devin White, did. the linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, told Peter Burns and Shea and Cornette today, right on this show, that Tom Brady was a crybaby. Now, if we wanted to make a big deal out of that, we could turn it into an audio note. We can sit there and send it on ESPN, Tom Brady is a crybaby. Well, he says it in jest, right? But you can do kind of lowest common denominator and turn it into a headlines, kind of clickbait. And and I can't go much further than think about, like, the, earlier this week, we we lost Mike Leach, an absolute legend. And now why did people like Mike Leach so much? Yeah, it was part of it because his air raid offense and how fun he was for the game. But we loved him because he was honest, he was transparent, he was a great interview. And if you keep burning athletes with these BS headlines and clickbait – why should they ever talk? Why should a coach ever tell you anything? Why should they do an interview on ESPN radio? Why should they do any of this other than just going, I'm just here to not, so I don't get fined. You know, course looks good, swing looks good, I like my chances. Like, we're we're, we're cannibalizing young, great players by searching for a headline that's not there. And I, I, I just, again, it's, and I, I've been guilty of it before as well. And I kind of wanted to get into it before, Today's show, Shay, is like I was already going like, what? Who is Micah Parsons? Who? Why is he complaining about Jalen Hurts and they shouldn't be thinking about the Cowboys and stuff like that? It legitimately took me thirty seconds to do just a little more reading, a little more understanding, a little more comprehension to realize this was nothing. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is what we love about the game, the love about the rivalry, love about sports. And I don't feel like we get it enough in the NFL. I love the collegiate game, but I don't feel like we get it enough in 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 a pro league because just it's about business. Like, well, and that's that's I why
1: I this. kind of that's kind of why I, I do like this because I feel like it just adds fuel to the rivalry. Now, let me tell you something: you don't need to do is fire up Eagles fans. Okay, they already hate everyone in the NFCs. They're already fired up. I don't think you need to add clickbait to it to make it even worse. Let's hear from the Eagle side of things. Here is Jordan <laughs> Malolaza, the Eagles offensive lineman, on those comments from from Jalen Hurts. Those comments that were irrelevant, by the way. But anyways, here he is.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna worry about the Chicago Bears this week, man. Uh worry about this game. Michael should worry about his game this week too. So um, <laughs> even game. I don't I don't know who the f they're playing. Um, part of my language. I mean just just worry about what you got this week. Right? That's how we do it here. I'm not gonna worry about any
1: other comments anybody said. That's just how we focus. I love that. I'm going to worry about the Bears, and he should be worried about who he's got that week, too. Like, that's it. Like, and squash it, and done. ESPN Radio is you covered for bowl game action. Tune in tomorrow for the Cricket Celebration Bowl, followed by the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl and the New Mexico Bowl. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So we don't have, like, traditional college football tomorrow, but we've got bowl games. We've got great college hoop games, and we've got NFL games at night. It's going to be a great Saturday for sports fans. That's for for certain. There's a ton of teams in the hunt for the playoff picture but the question is which team do we trust the most trust is the key word there we'll talk about it next espn radio passion
0: drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle Not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at eBaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
1: funny thing especially in the NFL what teams do you trust the most here we got four games left in the season (laughs) to figure out their path and find their way where they need to go canteen carlin on ESPN radio the ESPN app series XM channel 80 shake hornet Peter Burns filling in for the guys we are presented by progressive insurance okay so I'm gonna lay out some teams for you here Peter all right that are in the playoff hunt essentially in the AFC and the NFC Now, not teams that are like the favorites, okay? We don't need to go through the Chiefs. Obviously, we trust teams like that. But teams that are kind of fringe teams, and you're going to tell me which ones you trust the most and which ones you trust the least, I'll answer as well. Commanders. Giants, Seahawks, Lions. That's the slate for the (laughs) NFC. These are, again, fringe playoff teams, team you trust the most, team you trust the least, Commanders, Giants, Seahawks, Lions.
2: How can I? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually trust probably the Commanders, right? Because I'm sitting there going, I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be able to answer the bell. I think it tells me everything I need to know out of the Giants, the fact that they're not trying to re-sign him right now while they're trying to re-sign Saquon Barkley. They believe in one, they don't believe in the other. And Heineken's got to have this dude about him. Now, they are going to go at the 49ers, but then that last game against the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are fraudulent. I I think at this point, especially, like, I can just already foresee what's happening. Jerry Jones is going to get his way. Odell's going to be in there. It's going to just cause sparks, (laughs) and and, and it it just falls apart, chasing the headlines. I actually like the Commanders, and I know I feel like that's a cop-out, because I wanted to pick Seattle until I saw last night, where they just looked scared. Right? They they look like they weren't ready to get into the ring with the Forty ers And so to me, the NFC, I still like the Commanders. I I don't know why. I love the story about Detroit. Are you buying them right now? I know they won five out of the last six, but is this a team in which you think okay, like I'm i I'm, I'm no longer punch drunk on the hard knocks part and in in. in but I'm I'm actually punch drunk on what they're providing as a team.
1: Uh, Yeah, I actually do. I I like the Lions a lot. I think they're getting healthy. I think they're playing good football at the right time. Their defense was their biggest problem. Scoring points wasn't the issue for the Mm -hmm. Lions at all throughout the entirety of the season when they were fully healthy. It was that their defense couldn't stop anyone, and now their defense is getting better week by week. It kind of reminded me, and everyone just pumped the brakes on this, but but the, the Chiefs a year ago. You know, they were playing bad. They were turning the ball over. The defense was historically bad. And then they kind of yeah. flipped this switch. Just
2: enough. Like, good enough. Just
1: enough. Yeah. And and, and it, it got a lot better. And I feel like the Lions are on that same trajectory. I'll now, what I have. do
2: about the uh, – real quick, uh, oh, what I do like about the Lions, though, is, all right, you get this win against Zach Wilson, which is definitely winnable. Then yep. the Panthers, who literally all they want are, are, are draft picks at this point. The <laughs> Bears, which have been pretty much a dumpster fire outside of Justin Fields in, in his right, rushing right attack. Ahead. And then – at Green Bay, which obviously a tough place to play, but you know how bought in are the Packers going to be when they've struggled a little bit. So I think out of the out of the actual schedule, the Lions aren't in the worst situation, but it right. starts this week.
1: And the Lions have already proven they can beat the, a team like the Packers this yeah. year and last year. Okay. So I'll agree with you on the Commanders in terms of the team I trust the most in the NFC, that's on the fringe there just because uh, they're they're similar to the Lions in the fact that they are playing good football at the right time. They've now got some consistency in terms of their run game and their quarterback and the and their identity. They actually have that. Add Chase Young back into the mix and 100% give me the Commanders. Team I trust the least, Seattle Seahawks and it's not close. Um I think Geno Smith I'm I'm sorry, I know he's frustrated too, but he just doesn't got it anymore. They've lost four out of their last five games. they got the Chiefs coming up next on Christmas Eve, and they have to go to Arrowhead. Um, and I just, I, for as much talent as they have at that wide receiver position, it's just not enough. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think Geno Smith is going to be the dude. So for me, it's the Seahawks that I trust the absolute least at 7-7. Seven and seven. Let's go to the AFC side of things. Here are the teams. The Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers, Jets. Team you trust the most, team you trust the least.
2: You know where I was going to go because I Fair. love him. Justin Herbert, come on. Right uh, now, uh, I know that you're a big fan. I know that you're all in on this Chargers team with me. Say it with me. they got the Titans, the Colts, the Rams, and they get the finish with the lowly Broncos who are going to be done at that point of the season. How do you not trust the, the Chargers? Aren't you a big Justin Herbert fan?
1: You want to know why I don't trust the Chargers because they're 27th in red zone <laughs> offense because Justin Herbert has proven in clutch moments that he doesn't know how to go win football games they've yet to win a playoff game and Ouch. they're 31st in sack rate when they're not blitzed they're bad on both sides of the ball I don't trust their head coach in critical situations I think their game management is poor and so if everyone in the world wants to keep beating the Justin Herbert drum and the Chargers drum go ahead but to me this team has proven absolutely nothing to get all of the praise that they've gotten over the last year and they stink when it matters most in late game situations in the red zone and on third down are we kidding no so uh, thank you that's who you trust the most that's who I, I trust the least you, okay? by the
2: way just so you know full disclosure Wizard of Oz here I only <laughs> pick the Chargers because I know that you're so upset with the ah,
1: Chargers tra- like, like, like you literally you should watch
2: if you're not watching us right now over on ESPN plus and the app it's fantastic like you're are you blushing like, are, no. like, are you? You got. Uh, I'm just you got nine hot. months. I'm, I'm like
1: ten months pregnant, Peter, and I'm just constantly am sweating and out of breath. It's not actually <laughs> blushing at this point. That's what's going on here. Um, okay, team, you trust the most. Uh, I'll take this one. I trust the Dolphins the most. Um, they got a really tough game this weekend against the Bills. I know it's cold weather, and I know Tua has been bad in cold weather, but I think he's proven enough to me as a quarterback and a leader this year that even if they don't win this weekend against Buffalo, albeit mm-hmm. it's a divisional game and it's important that he knows how to win games, and he is that guy in terms of accuracy, a leader, everything that the Dolphins have needed. Um, The first-year head coach situation in the postseason, yeah, it's a thing. But I think the Dolphins, just the speed alone, should give you enough to trust them, especially here down the stretch.
2: The speed alone, assuming that they're in a situation (laughs) where they can use it right, and utilize Mm -hmm. it, and that's why I think the seating is going to be so important. And, of course, the games you get the Packers at, at New England And then, of course, uh, at home against the Jets. But to me, it's honestly, and I was joking around about the Chargers, a team that I trust, I trust the Jets if for no other reason. If Quinn Williams comes back, I think that's a game changer. And I go back and look at what the 49ers were able to do. And who do we have? Like, they were able to win yesterday, not because Brock Purdy was great. I don't think, uh, you know, Mike White's going to be MVP-type caliber. And I think Zach Wilson could do enough to win this weekend against the Lions. And I I like the Jets in that game. But Herm Edwards himself, like the legend, told us earlier today that he's like, listen, when times get tough, can you stop the running? Can you run the ball? I think the Jets have a little bit more success in doing that than any other teams that I see. Than More so than Chargers, more so the Patriots, and more so, frankly, right now with the Dolphins. So for me, I'm going with the Jets. And... For no other reason, I also like Herm Edwards talking about the weather. Anytime I can hear (laughs) Herm Edwards talking about if the weather's real or not, it's – It's real. real.
0: It's real. Real. The weather is real. It is really real. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's my
1: favorite trap. As you see me trying to agree with him? You're right. It is real. I'm trying to, like, agree as he's, like, yelling about it. Um, All right. Those are the teams we trust the most, we trust the least, as we're in the final stretch here of the – NFL season with about four games left to play. Canteen Let me Carlin, ask you real quick before we go, because oh, yeah. I know we've got to go.
2: How much do you trust now the 49ers after what you saw last night
1: in Seattle? I have always trusted the 49ers. I don't care okay. who's playing under center because I think that they have proven that the weapons around the quarterback are more important than the actual quarterback play, as long as it's efficient and as long as it's a good game manager. Canteen Carlin is brought to you by at t 5G. Too much college football, never too much with at t 5G. Uh, We have talked a lot of NFL and a lot of football over the last three and a half hours. We're going to switch gears and we're going to go to the NBA. Is John Morant the most box office player in the NBA? Stephen A. Smith says yes. We'll tell you what we think next. It's Kinty Carlin on
0: ESPN Radio.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price,
0: Priceline. Respect it.
1: Or check it.
0: Check, check,
1: check, check.
0: With Kent and Carlin.
1: That's right. It's time for Respect It or Check It here on Kent and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Peter Burns here with you. We are presented by progressive insurance all right let's get to respect it or check it devin our producer take it away
3: all right Shea. Ja morant yes. is the most box office player in the nba you're gonna respect it or check it
1: i'll respect it uh i like it um who are you gonna pick Who's your runner-up? Like you, you're gonna say uh, it's Steph still, Curry? It's still,
2: well, I was gonna say it's kind of it's a hurt. with an asterisk next to it because Curry's Steph is out, right? So if you're saying right here, right now, I mean, look at what Ja did to the the, the Bucks the yesterday. Bucks? Uh, it was incredible. Okay, like I mean, they blew them out by thirty plus. But I respect in the fact of now, but there's still a ticket. Like I don't buy a whole lot of tickets. Luckily, I'm buying a ticket anytime Steph Curry comes into town. Right? But like, he's like,
1: proven that over the over his body of work, like that's the most impressive, or the most you know, like right now, blockbuster young phenom like Ja Morant all day long. Zion's love, in there, but again, it's again, I
2: love the story. Year. I think it's recency bias. I think it's twenty four hours bias. Like, am I saying that is Ja Morant great? But if you need to tell me that I knew, like, uh, uh, he asked this twenty four hours ago, before last night in that game against the Bucks, which he was incredible for, right? Who would you rather buy a ticket for to watch, Steph Curry or John ja Morant? I'm still buying the ticket for Steph Curry. Now I'm going to be entertained by both of them, but I don't think Giannis is not leading into that. Like I guess LeBron, if I've never had an opportunity to see him play, Stop. is still on that list. He's a
1: dinosaur now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, poor, I keep thinking of the T Rex. I like, love LeBron. LeBron I love
1: LeBron and I respect what he's done, but like come on, he's not the most blockbuster you, player in the NBA. Luca, Luca, like, anybody? Luca. Luca doesn't get nearly enough respect I, in the league in terms of what yeah. he's able to accomplish. Like he should be called Mr. Triple Double now. Like sorry, move over Westbrook. Westbrook, like that ain't your title anymore. But but he's not blockbuster. Like, he's not must see TV the way I feel. John Moran's so fun to watch. Like, it's he a different kind it's of attitude.
2: game. It's an attitude. Yeah. I will say this, though. Russell's pretty high <laughs> on my list because you have no idea if it's going to be like 10 air balls or he's going to go for 40.
1: So I'm like, not here well, for the like, disrespect. You're, you're I, talking to I, the just, wrong girl, Peter. I'm just wrong saying, girl. Just saying no check it you want me to check it
2: I'll check it you better check
1: that all right next one Dev (laughs) all
3: right Peter Odell Beckham Jr. will help the Cowboys this season
2: if he signs with them respect it or check it I I was gonna say help the Cowboys no I'm checking that I help everybody else in that division help the Eagles help the the commanders I I would respect it at that point I just don't understand where you're going to get the benefit other than having the trophy that is Odell Beckham Jr. on your on on the headlines that are going to be written about it this is jerry jones once again trying to find value in which there's not a whole lot of value to be found is he going to be able to get him for the cheap yeah probably is he going to sign him to a deal where no one can get him next year yes but do i think odell's best years are ahead of him no absolutely to me, I'm, I'm I'm checking this right now. I think the Cowboys got a good thing going. They've signed T.Y. Hilton. They get a little bit more depth at the wide receiver issue. But to me, I don't think it's worth making the move whatsoever.
1: Uh, see, I'm going to respect it. Am I saying this right? Respect it. Respect. Respect. Yes, you got it. Put some spec it, on the name. Yes. Okay. I need my cool factor is low. Um, but anyways, I'm going to respect. Very sus right This now. yes, quite seriously. mid. Um, because I feel like what he was able to do for the Rams in the Super Bowl, had he been healthy for that hell game, he would have helped them. Now, this is a completely different situation. But even if he provides a touchdown, one, uno, for the games that he plays in with the star on his helmet, that's helping that team because it adds depth. It adds another person you have to cover, another person you have to be aware of on that football field. So for me – I actually like this. If he is help- healthy and able to be out on the field, I think he will help the Cowboys this season. Dev, what's next?
3: Shay, the Eagles would be wise to extend Jalen Hurts before the playoffs even begin. Respect no, it thanks. or check it?
1: No, check it. No, thank you. Don't need the distraction. Don't want to talk about it. Why even bring that into the locker room? There have been so many former players current players that I have talked to that said the best years, and the Bengals kind of dealt with this a little bit in the offseason too, like because of what they had last year. When you bring in these outside, well, he's getting paid this much and he's getting paid that much, and I want an extension and this and that, all these other things into the locker room, it's a different vibe. Uh Uh-uh, don't need it. Eagles got a good thing going. Figure it out after the season.
2: I I check it as well, if for no other reason, Jalen Hurst is one of those dudes that thrives on people not giving him the spec Right. Like not Respect. like, he, like that's Respect. what it is. And, and for me, if I'm hurt, like if I'm the Eagles front office every single day before practice, go Jalen, you really haven't shown me much. And he's like, all right, bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And like, he thrives off that. I saw it do it at Alabama. I saw it do it when he got benched for Tua in second and 26 in 2017. I saw him do it when people said, oh, you're just a product of Lincoln Riley's offense. And sure enough, all he's done is become the, the front runner for the MVP award I mean, it probably bodes well to him to say you're not that good because he lives off of it.
1: I also, though, can I just throw this out there? And this is a bigger discussion, Devin and also Peter. I also hope that the Eagles have learned their lesson in terms of handing out large contracts after one season of good football. After one season of good quarterback <laughs> play, because I am not saying Jalen Hurts is going to turn into Carson Wentz at all, but I think we need a little bit more of a body of work here before we're just handing out large contracts, especially midseason. You so hear that, Jalen Hurts? You hear that, a, Jalen Hurts? I'm not Shea disrespecting Cornette it. Shay thinks
2: that you're the next Carson Wentz. No, no, no.
1: I am not. Don't do that. I am not saying that. I'm just saying let's learn our lesson before we go note, ahead. Guys. Before we go ahead and we hand out these large checks, especially this early on. Okay, I'm go ahead. Tweet Dan.
2: that on ESPN Radio's <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> Shay Cornett says that Jalen Hurts overrated Zero. as the next Carson Wentz.
3: Sim.
1: Devin, move on. Hurry before f- I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Peter,
3: the 49ers are the second best team in the
2: NFC. You going to respect it or check it? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respect it um, at that point. I mean, listen, again, going back to what Herm Edwards said and watching that game last night, the 49 ers defense is, is scary. Right, I, I watch in the collegiate level, I saw Georgia win a national championship last year because people legitimately had fear in their eyes when they went up because of how physical that team was. They want to get in the middle of the boxing ring, and they wanted to be a punch fest. Right, They want to just start just absolute trading haymakers. Not a lot of teams want to do that. Geno Smith and the Seahawks didn't want to do that. I'm going with the second best team, if not the first, uh, the, the the top team over there in the NSC right now. But I'd, I'd, I'd have them at number two. So.
1: Um yeah, I'm going to respect this. I can't even say that. I can't say it right. I'm just going to go with respect like Aretha Franklin style. Um anyways, I I'm going to respect this. I think that the Eagles, Niners, it's close. I've seen more from the Eagles throughout the entirety of the season against um strong competition than I have against the Niners. So mm-hmm. I I'm going to I'm going to say Yes, they are the second-best team in the NFC. I like it. I'll
2: be them. disappointed. You and I will both be disappointed if we don't get a 49ers-Eagles-NFC championship game.
1: Correct. I would, I would be, truly. Fair. That is, that yeah. is a fair, fair point. Dev, last one.
3: Last one. We start over with the NBA. We're going to finish with the NBA. <laughs> Shay, Jason you. Tatum is the NBA MVP. Respect it or check it.
1: Yeah, see, this is hard for me. I want to kind of give it to John Morant right now. Is that – or Luke. Like, there are guys that are in this conversation, so I pulled up some numbers because that's what a very smart person would do. We were supposed um, to do show prep today? I did a little show prep here. Jason Tatum, in terms of points per game, little higher. Uh, rebounds per game, little higher. Assists lower. Field goal percentage higher. E- essentially, he's been more efficient in more games throughout more time this year. And so, for me, I'd give it to Jason Tatum right now. Um, but I think John Morant is right there. He's right there. And I love that for him. I love I'm going to
2: say it's a uh, non-answer because the NBA actually truly doesn't start until Christmas Day. Just which, throwing which is it like out, out. there. That's just literally tomorrow. This is just preseason basketball in my mind. These games should be like completely. They should throw the midseason tournament right here this week. And then opening day starts on Christmas Day. So people I will say die like, on that hill.
1: <laughs> NBA starts on Christmas Day. That's it. College basketball starts in March. No, no, this uh, weekend. The this NFL. Weekend. Some I good see.
2: weekends. There's some good games this weekend. Don't don't you do that to oh, me,
1: No, I know. Oh, oh, Hoosiers play Kansas tomorrow. Do you know how juiced I am for this game? <laughs> um, like, NFL doesn't start till Thanksgiving, and baseball doesn't start to Fourth of July. Like, you're one of these people. Yes, you are. Golf starts you, at the Masters. He doesn't yeah. deny it. Yeah, he's, he's quiet. I can't we need respect to it silence, or sorry. Yeah, me to silence the co-host, that's a, a win in my book. Devin, <laughs> thank you so much. Respect it or check it is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> Make every moment more. We'll take you uh, out the way we always do. Three and out is next here on KC and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns don't miss our special mother's day deals save big on the season's most beautiful trends for a limited time get up to 50 percent off by going to blue that's blue
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
0: Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is 3 and Out.
1: As always, we end the show with 3 and Out here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM channel, 80. Shea Cornett, and Peter Burns here with you. Let's get straight to it. Uh, First things first, Russell Wilson has cleared concussion protocol, but will not be the starter for the Broncos on Sunday when they face the Arizona Cardinals. That's after... Nathaniel Hackett said the Broncos decided to sit the quarterback for one game. <laughs> one more game. One more week to get ready so he's ready to go against the Rams. A week think about now. what you've
2: done, Russell. Think about your actions. Brett Rippon will
1: start instead. Your thoughts.
2: Um, I think it's the Brett Rippon-Colt McCoy bowl game that we all figured that we wanted. Riving. right? You know, it, it is. I mean, again. Um, I, my thoughts here are it's an interesting situation because kind of like the Zach Wilson thing where like he's benched and then it's like, all right, let's hope that he comes back. I almost feel like that's the thing about Russell Wilson and and the Broncos right now where they want him a, they don't want to rush him back from concussion, which why would you, right? I mean, like, you know, we saw after the Tua situation, that was Uh a whole debacle, Uh but it's more of just for me, I think of like, Hey, Go take, a, go take a breath. Remember, this is supposed to be fun. This season has not been fun for you. So I, I, I like the move by the Broncos, and I think it's something that Russell has even came out and said the right things about, going, hey, I trust the organization as well, too. There's some things I need to be healthy and buttoned up on, because right now that's looking like the worst deal in a long, long time What the Broncos had to give up for Russell.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I actually like this approach, too, by both the Broncos and by Russell Wilson. Like, let's take a step back here for a minute and take a beat. Um, and you're right. Like, whenever we're dealing with concussions, I- I'm never going to argue the fact that someone needs an extra week, needs a little extra time. Uh, but the Broncos are a dumpster fire. And –
2: Like, they do both teams want to lose this game because now we just get into a draft pick situation? I guess for the, for the Broncos it doesn't matter, right, because they've already given it up you know right. so i i i guess at that point the at least the the cardinals are like hey like if we stink we at least get a little bit of the benefit the they've broncos lost. are in like the lose the, the loser of every situation
1: they've lost five straight I, to me though it's just this like mentality like again i like russell kind of taking a back seat but this he's clear concussion protocol he could play but yet still like we're going to chill. i don't the whole thing, it's just the whole Broncos thing for me this year is so disappointing from the head coach to the coordinators to the quarterback to to the ways they lose games to the lack of creativity to the lack of money. leadership.
2: So if from an ownership standpoint, they are a-okay with it. Yeah, Not the I, fans, but just, the ownership. It's
1: disappointing. But anyways, it'll, yeah, Brett and Colt McCoy, and a riveting showdown on Sunday between the Broncos and the Cardinals. I can't wait. Um, all right, Saturday, though, is, is going to be a good day for uh, sports fans. College, oh. professional, it doesn't matter. We've got an NFL game between the Dolphins and the Bills. That's awesome. Then during the day, we've got a ton of good college basketball and bowl games aplenty, if that is your thing. So Saturday bowl schedule, there's quite a few of them and a lot of them on ESPN. And since you, Mr. Peter Burns, are our go-to college football guy here. Which one of these games stands out to you the most? And give me the biggest storyline. What do you think? I,
2: honestly, the Fenway Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, is hilarious because, A, it's obviously in Fenway. So just, just to see the aesthetics of it, look, it look amazing. But you got to understand, Scott Satterfield was a guy that the Louisville Cardinals fan base did not necessarily like. Guess what? Cincinnati just hired him. So legitimately, I don't even know if he's going to be in the building. I would imagine you would be just to see your team. But the fact that Louisville's old head coach just took the Cincinnati job and they play each other in a bowl is great. And how about the cricket celebration bowl in Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Like – Deion Sanders, his his last chance, uh, coaching Jackson State, see if they can go out winners. I think that's going to be awesome. That'll give me a reason to watch.
1: Yeah, there's so many good ones, so get involved. Lastly, uh, Canty and Carlin were debating about Christmas card etiquette, um, and we've replayed the tape. Quickly, is there cre- Christmas card etiquette to you, Mr. Peter Burns?
2: Zero. I want Zero. all of about- them. Zero. Agreed. Just I, you know what you do? I'm gonna start renting like fake people, fake cars. I'm gonna go to like like a real rich neighborhood and take my pictures next year, and just send it to Carla. Yeah. OK,
1: time. fair. Uh, that's fine with me. I actually I love them. I hang them on my wall. I like to look at people's families and like the well wishes and happy holidays. It's all good things. I think Carlin's just like a, a grumpy little Scrooge. And we need to fix that. We're, we're going to have to put together some holiday cards that will cheer him up. All right. His name is Peter Burns. I'm Shay Cornett. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. ESPN Radio with Jason Fitz is next.